Pastor Xavier Reese explores the simple truths of false leaders. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may no longer be food for them. God describes the shepherds, or leaders here, as wolves devouring my flock. Jesus said, be careful of sheep and wolves clothing. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. You've known what the word woe is, okay? You're not on a horse. Judgment. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Unfortunately, pastors have fallen and will fall. Pastors have deceived and will deceive. But still, that doesn't diminish the role of leaders in the church today. Let's join Pastor Xavier in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel with today's important lesson, Faithless Shepherds. The Lord Jesus gave many parables about rulers, landowners, and servants who abused their position and authority and warned of certain judgment. Many were in application of the religious rulers of his day the shepherds of Israel, the Pharisees, the scribes, the religious rulers. They were faithless, not caring for the sheep while benefiting only their own lives. I believe there is no severe judgment than one that is coming to pastors and leaders of the church who have failed as shepherds of the flock of God to feed the flock of God. And rather than feeding the flock of God, they're fleecing the flock of God, among other things. This is what is before us here in Ezekiel. The account of faithless shepherds of Israel as he begins to focus on the future restoration. Let me read here the account. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool and you slaughter the fattening, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who are sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back those who are driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you've ruled them. So they were scattered because you, there was no shepherds, and they became food for all the beasts of the field, and they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every hill. My flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherds, nor did my shepherds search for my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed the flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth, that they may no longer be food for them. For thus saith the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day that he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and the valleys and all the habitable places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture and in their fold. 
uh, shall be on the high mountains of Israel. They shall, be, uh, they shall lie down on a good fold and feed uh, a rich pasture on uh, the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock. I will make them lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring them back what was driven away, bind up the broken, strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. And as for you, O my flock, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I shall judge between sheep and sheep, between ram and goats. It is, is it too little for you to have eaten up the good pastures um, that you must tread down with your feet, the residue of your pasture, and to have drunk the clear water that you must foul the residue with your feet? And as for my flock, they eat what you have trampled with your feet. They drink what you have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God to them, Behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep, because you have pushed with the, your side and the shoulder, but with the, the weak, all the weak ones with your horns, and scattered them abroad. Therefore, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between the sheep and the sheep. I will establish one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. My servant David, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and cause the wild beasts to cease from the land, and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places of all around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their seasons, and there shall be showers of blessing then. And the trees of the field shall bear their fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. They shall be safe in their land. They shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. And they shall no longer be a prey to the nations, nor shall beasts of the field devour them. But they shall dwell safely, and no one shall make them afraid. I will rise up for them a garden of renown, and they shall no longer be consumed with the hunger in the land, nor bear the shame of the Gentiles anymore. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and they, the house of Israel, are my people, saith the Lord God. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. The account of the faithless shepherds here of Israel begins again to focus on the future restoration. And it consists of just three events that are laid out for us as Ezekiel now begins to proclaim the goodness of God towards the nation of Israel. Here's the three events that are given to us. Verse 1 through 10, the indictment and judgment against the greedy shepherds. First, verse 1 through 10. Secondly, 11 through 16, you have the intervening judgment and regathering of sheep by God, the true shepherd. And then 17 to 31, you have the individual judgment of sheep and the setting up of the kingdom by the great shepherd. One, two, three, he gives it to us. Let's begin here. The indictment and judgment against the greedy shepherds, verse 1 through 6. Notice verse 1 and 2. The divine authority stands behind the judgment as all others. Ezekiel, again, he receives a revelation from God. It's word from heaven. He is the faithful prophet in contrast to the faithless prophets. The prophet Ezekiel, a customary identification, we've gone over and over again, son of man, one like him. The reason he's a vessel of God, he's repented. He stands with God. He agrees with God. He's an instrument of God. This is your privilege, my privilege, your choice, and my choice. 
whether I agree with God or I stand against God. It's a choice. Ezekiel is the watchman, as you know, chapter 3, 18, and 33. Here he's proclaiming now the warning to the shepherds very specifically. He's warned to all, righteous and wicked, to repent, to stay on track. Now he nails the false shepherds. As we're going to see, it indicates all the leaders that were responsible because Israel was a theocracy, God's nation, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Notice the command to Ezekiel in verse 2 was to prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. The repetition emphasizes the intensity and severity of the proclamation. Thirteen times prophesy against is indicated in this text. He's already been told to prophesy against Jerusalem in chapter 4, verse 7, against the mountains of Israel in chapter 6, verse 2, against the leaders in Ezekiel eleven four, and also against the false prophets in thirteen two. Now it's the leaders, the kings, the priests, the military generals, the Levites, all who are in authority. Notice the command is through a common metaphor of a shepherd of Israel. The leaders, 15 times in this chapter, it appears. The general charges were being self-serving and exploiting the sheep. Notice at the end of verse 2. This is the general charge. Being confronted by God, says, Thus said the Lord God to the shepherds. This is God speaking to them. Being condemned by God for their self-centeredness. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. You know what the word woe is, okay? You're not on a horse. Judgment. Okay? Judgment. Being called out for their neglect. Should not the shepherd feed the flock? There's only one answer. Yes. They had not. Look at verse 3 and 4. The human abuse of the shepherds was due to their position that they held. In verse 3, the leaders abused their authority to become very prosperous at the expense of the people. They possessed the best of material things. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with wool. They ate the best food while neglecting to feed the flock spiritually. You slaughter the fatling, but you do not feed the flock. Look at verse 4. The leaders abused their power to oppress the people. They had been unconcerned about the people, the weak you have not strengthened. They had been unmerciful to the people, nor have you healed those who were sick. They had been uncompassionate to the people, nor bound up the broken. They had been unloving about the people and towards the people, nor brought back what was driven away. They had been unmotivated for the people, nor sought what was lost. They had been unwavering in their evil against the people, but with force and cruelty, you have ruled them. I have no authority over your life. My authority ceases at the pulpit. What you do in obedience is between you and God. We have an oversight, a responsibility, and we may confront you on issues, and then you have to respond. But I don't tell you who to marry. I don't tell you where you live. I don't tell you where you send your kids to school. Now, I can tell you that you're not to marry a non-believer because that's biblical. I can tell you that you're not supposed to sleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend 
before you get married because that's biblical. But I have no control over you, you understand? Be careful of shepherds that lord over you. Look at 5 and 6. The horrible consequences to the sheep were also due to the shepherds. Verse 5, the people were open to destruction. The people had no shepherd to nurture them. So they were scattered because of, there was no shepherd. Jehoiakim, Zedekiah were secluding themselves in, the, in luxury in the palace. Some of these guys that are begging on the radio and other things, they should sell their ranch. They should sell one of their 10 cars or one of their five houses. I better move on. <laughs> the people had no shepherd to protect them. They became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Now notice verse 6. The leaders would be held responsible for the people's destruction. The leaders forgot the people were God's sheep. This is the bottom line, guys. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every hill. My sheep. Now, from this on, count the many times he says this. My sheep, you do not belong to me. I am responsible for you to feed you, to oversee the flock, but you don't belong to me. You're not mine. You belong to Jesus Christ. The leaders forgot it was God's flock. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth. Three times the word scatter is mentioned in 5 and 6. The leaders forgot God would hold them responsible for his people, and no one was seeking or searching them out. God understands. God sees all this. He takes notes. Look at 7 through 10. The accountability of the shepherds to God for a sheep cannot be escaped. Verse 7, the call of the shepherds to listen is declared. The decree of judgment is based on their greedy conduct. Don't miss it. The word therefore is a concluding statement of all that proceeds from verse 1 to 6. The call to hear is personal. Don't miss that. You, shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. You, shepherds. The indicting crimes against the sheep by the shepherd are revealed in verse 8. The revelation is by an oath in view of the one who is eternal. As I live, saith the Lord God. The leaders neglected the sheep, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd. The leaders did not tend to the needs of the flock, but only their own. Listen. Nor did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed the flock. As a good lawyer, the crimes are repeated over and over again and interrelated to reveal the relative connection between the conduct and neglect of the shepherds and the consequence to the people. He's in God's divine court here. He's being very deliberate. He's not trying to bore us. Look at 9 and 10. The verdict against the shepherds is pronounced. In verse 9, the call to hear the verdict is pronounced as personal and individual. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Once again, the word therefore is a conclusion of what precedes the sum total of what's going to be stated here. Verse 10, the one speaking to them was the one who had placed them in authority. Wow. They had been privileged to be put in that position. You understand? The indicated authority is divine. Thus saith the Lord God. The impending hostility was also divine. Behold, I am against the shepherds. Wow, that's bad news. I am against Tyre. I am against Jerusalem. I am against you false prophets. 
The inescapable responsibility was the leaders, and I will require my flock at their hand. The insidious evil of the leaders was to be interrupted. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. It's almost an irony because they're not feeding. They're exploiting. They're ripping off the people. Their privilege would be removed. Notice the inevitable deliverance of the people is stated in verse 10 there towards the middle. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may no longer be food for them. God describes the shepherds or leaders here as wolves devouring my flock. It's repeated over and over again. Jesus said, be careful of sheep and wolves clothing. Jeremiah stated the same thing in Jeremiah 23, verse 1 through 8. Let me just give you a couple of beginning verses. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord Yahweh. Therefore, thus say the Lord Yahweh, God of Israel, against the shepherds who feed my flock, you have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for evil of your doing, says the Lord God, but I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries. He will deal with the man afterwards. Sometimes he does it here, but if not, he'll deal with him afterwards. You understand? God honors his name and his word, and he loves his people, and God will use and do everything for the glory of his name. He will deal with the man afterwards. No one gets away with anything. God sometimes allows pastors to be exposed, like Jim Baker a warning to all, March 19th, 1987, who just ripped people off and built his own little empire. Don't get blown away. Get your eyes on Jesus. I've always told you fungus among us. There have been pastors and leaders who have used the church for their own end. They're still with us today. And they will continue if the Lord tarries. Those who do not feed the flock of God spiritually but uh, declare the popular beliefs of the day, they have the greater woes. They're under the greatest woes. Those who are merely after numbers and the crowds at all costs for popularity and reputation, God help us. God help us. Seeker-friendly churches, they don't talk about repentance. They don't talk about sin. We heard announcements on the radio. We don't condemn anybody. We don't make you feel uncomfortable. We don't talk about sin. We don't talk about repentance. I'm boldly over the radio. Those who are motivated by money, in fact, they preach a gospel of prosperity and are constantly begging, in fact, boast of their wealth. They align themselves with the church of Laodicea. We are wealthy, healthy, and need of nothing. God says, you're blind and dead, and you don't even know it, and you're poor regarding the things of God. Listen, what an insult to third world countries. Try to preach a prosperity gospel down there. Why doesn't this guy go to Ethiopia? Amazing. Now we have to be careful we don't get too critical here. I have a new car. I have a nice house. I live among you. There's nothing wrong if the Lord is leading and everything's upright. But be careful when people start pumping you for money. I've told you often, 
we ever press you, get up and walk out. The church is not about money. It's about how rich you are in Christ. You understand? Jesus speaking to his disciples in Mark 10, um, 42 through 45 He says, um, he called them to himself. You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to be great among you, he shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The context is James and John asked for the left hand and the right hand. And the ten found out about it, got mad at the two, because the two had the same thing in mind. The two beat the ten to it. The dirty dozen were not servants. Now, they lived, they walked, they ate, they slept, they talked with Jesus for three and a half years. And they were a bunch of rats. Do you think you, can, you don't have the capacity? Of course we do. They weren't for the grace of God. There we go. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. 1 Timothy 4.16. Read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, over and over, doctrine, 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 doctrine. Ephesians 4, perfect the saints. They might be not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, deceived. Teach, teach, teach. Isaiah the prophet prophesies against evil leaders whose example had been followed by the people. And God warns as well as through Ezekiel. Let me give you some of these. Isaiah 5.28, woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were a cart. Rope. What a picture. Fill up your buggy with the sins. Look at our society today. Look at the, 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 the epidemic of pornography. Look at the epidemic of promiscuity. Look at the epidemic of boasting about the debauchery of lifestyle. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness as light and light as darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, Isaiah 520. Welcome to America. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight, Isaiah 5.21. Nothing wrong with what we do. What's wrong with fornicating? Why do we have to get married? I don't have to go to church. Ah, there's no God. Mm, God must be nervous. Woe to men mighty at drinking wine. Woe to men valiant for mixing intoxicating drink. Isaiah 5.22, more people are killed through alcohol-related accidents or drunk driving. I forget exactly, but more than heart and cancer put together. It's, 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 it's horrible. Then they have the nerve to put advertisement, drink responsibly. Once you've drunk, you're not responsible. You're an idiot. And you don't care about anybody but yourself. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed, Isaiah 10.1, legislators, judges, lawyers, city councilmen, assemblymen, congressmen, presidents, legislation, to permit and facilitate evil in society. Jesus gave severe warnings to the spiritual leaders of his day, the scribes and the Pharisees. You can go through them, uh, Matthew 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. And he gives there about ripping off widows and having long prayers in the corners and wanting attention, the best seats, all of that stuff. It still goes on today, people. It's nauseating at times to see people in leadership. 
church today. The indictment and judgment against the greedy shepherds is a warning to all constantly, constantly, over and over and over again. Pastor Xavier Reese with a warning for those who fleece the flock. Now, there's much more to come, so don't miss next time. But if you can't join Pastor Xavier, however, you can always pick up your own copy of today's message, Faithless Shepherds. It's available on CD for just $4. So once again, the title to ask for is Faithless Shepherds, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it really helps us when you include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This helps us track the impact of this ministry in your area. What happens when a leader fails you? That's on our next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 